Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mind Over Marketing. I'm your host, Shannon Lackey. And today I want to let you know we're going to take a brief break from discussing the customer journey because I have an interview coming up regarding video. And also I've noticed video, you know, we've been talking about it consistently throughout the podcast and it's just more important. And I don't want people to lose any more time. And I feel like what's holding people back are the step-by-step instructions or a checklist on what to do and how to move forward. So hopefully with today's tips, you'll have that checklist and you can go out and start filming your first video. So step one, get comfortable on camera. Um, When I was learning to get comfortable on camera, I just took out my phone, whether I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for somebody anything like that, I would just start talking to it. And it felt really weird at first. I did weird voices, you know, (laughs) because I would get uncomfortable. You just have to do that, watch it back and get comfortable with yourself and learn to be okay with your voice, unless you're just going to record it and walk away and never look at it. Some people do that. That's great. If you're not one of those people, you just have to expose yourself to it. So you get comfortable and watching it back will actually allow you to evaluate your performance and change a few things as well. So that's step one. Um, step two is you need to have a plan. So you need to know, okay, what is my message going to be? What's the purpose of my video? What platform am I going to be putting this on? Do I need it to be 15 seconds? Do I need it to be 30 seconds or a minute? So just think about that and then write your script up. You don't necessarily have to read word for word. You can have some bullet points, but just definitely have something guiding that, uh, verbal part for you. Then you have to worry about your, well, actually, let me step back for a minute. So with your script, you want to have a really strong intro. So you want to hit people with the most important information up front, a good hook to keep them watching because otherwise they're like, why do I want to sit around for another five, 10 minutes? You need to definitely get their interest. Then for the middle portion, you know, you go ahead, do your thing, give them the content, whether it's educating them or entertaining them. And then in the end, you want to follow up with some type of call to action. Do you want to um, invite them to join a conversation? Do you want them to go follow you? Do you want them to like and subscribe? So think about YouTube. Sometimes people will put that call to action in the very beginning. You know, remember to like and subscribe. So that reminds me, remember to go subscribe to this podcast right now and uh, give us a follow. So those are the call to actions that you want to include either in the beginning or at the end. So the next part is the visual part. You need to have a checklist, at least a mental checklist. If if it's written down, that's going to be a lot better. You're less likely to miss it of the shots that you want to get. So a good example might be going to an event or if it's like a work party, you know, we, I have a lot of clients and we like to highlight the culture. And so we're thinking about, you know, showing off what's going on within the company. You may want to get the entrance to the event You may want to highlight some of the key players. Maybe you want to highlight the food, maybe some dancing. Maybe there's an award ceremony. So you just want to think about the different, they call that B-roll footage. You don't even necessarily need to have audio from those clips. You may be talking or there may be music and then that footage is in the background um, or it cuts in with the video. So don't, don't worry too much about audio for those clips necessarily. Um, and then the, the other thing to consider is your audio. So your audio is important when it's somebody speaking, when it's the voice aspect of it. The phone is, is workable. We don't need a ton of fancy equipment. Obviously, the more equipment you have, the higher quality it's going to be if it's good equipment. 
but you don't necessarily need that. You can record on your cell phone, but you do have to keep in mind the background noises. Um, listen for fans running in the background or maybe you know, you're outside and it's really windy. You may not want to film outside if it's really windy. We've had that happen before. You can hear the leaves rustling and um, a good trick for that is just start recording and then play it back. So before you go into filming a whole episode or, or a whole piece of your script, just pause and listen to those background noises. If it's not working out, move locations. Um, if you want to step up the audio a little bit, you can always purchase an external mic. And I think, you know, we are going to have some links to that in the next podcast episode. I'll try to throw them into this one as well. But Rode is always a popular mic for add-ons. Um, and then there's a ton of different wireless mics that you can just do reviews on on Amazon that are pretty affordable and budget-friendly. Uh, the next thing is your lighting. So with lighting, natural light is really, you know, a good way to go. If you have lighting, if you're indoor and it's kind of dark, then um, again, you can go onto Amazon and just look up different types of lights. But I know a lot of people, if you're trying to just jump in and you don't want to complicate it and slow yourself down, you don't want to add another hurdle, let's just get you in front of a window um, let, or let's have you outside if it's not too windy or there's not a lot of traffic nearby. You could definitely just use natural lighting. Don't overthink it. And the next thing is, how are you going to record this? Okay, is somebody else holding it? Are they going to film it for you? Is it just you in the camera? If it's just you in the camera, which is always a great way to start because having an audience when you're not comfortable on camera anyways is always a little uncomfortable, might be a little more intimidating. I suggest just getting a stand, go onto Amazon, find a, a stand that's compatible with your phone, and then set it up at eye level. You know, I am all for holding the camera up at that selfie angle, you know, it makes my jawline look real nice. I always get on the camera guys like, don't get below the chin, you know, <laughs> don't get below the chin. But uh, if you want to feel like you're connecting with your audience, the proper professional way would be to put it at about eye level and make sure you're looking into the camera. It's going to help you connect with your audience a lot better. Uh, the other thing is you may want to scoot up a little bit closer too, because you have to keep in mind these videos are being viewed most likely on a smartphone. And if you're far away, it's going to be really, you're going to be tiny. They're not going to be able to recognize your face as well if you're a little bit more close up. Um, but definitely give yourself some space in the framing because if you have to adjust the crop to, to fit a story, that's going to be a little more, you know, it's going to be taller, more vertical. If it's going to be in a square for Instagram, all of that outside stuff's going to get cut off. So you want to probably center yourself. And if you haven't heard of the rule of thirds, it's a photography um, framing principle. So you just cut your grid into threes um, from top to bottom um, and then across and you want to fit yourself somewhere in the square. So you can always just Google rule of thirds and probably place yourself in the center just for social media purposes, because it's a lot easier to crop and change your video for different formats moving forward. Um, a lot of people like to place the speaker to the side as well. And, and I do like that. The only problem with that is it's a little bit harder to crop for different things. So either keep it to the edge or keep it in the center. Um, and then make sure you have some shoulders. You don't want to just be all face. You want to have some shoulders. So you're still close up and then keep your background in mind. Make sure there's nothing that's going to be too distracting in your background. Definitely don't want like any kids running around, you know, or parents or yeah, parents or spouses or anything like that. So try to find a nice quiet space. Um, 
and also uh, the next or the next part is editing your content once you're done. So, you know, you've got you've got your good audio, you've got your script ready, you've got your call to action, you got your lighting, you know, you're comfortable on there, all that good stuff. But now comes the editing, and that's the part that I think intimidates a lot of people. Like, how am I going to get my name on there? I've had clients literally come to me and say, "Ooh, can you?" can you make my name like flash up and, and disappear? And to them, they think that's, I'm like God or something, you know, like I have magical powers and because I was able to make that happen. But what they don't realize is there are a lot of free apps or affordable apps that you can use for editing. Um, I'm going to give you guys a couple that are popular, but I don't necessarily use. And I'll tell you my favorite that I've been using just probably because I'm most comfortable with that one. I probably should try out some other ones here, but um, quick, Q-U-I-K is an app that you can download on your phone. I believe that one's from GoPro. And that one, my understanding is you can just load in some different photos, some different videos, push a button, and it makes a cool video for you. So that's a good one. Uh, Adobe Rush is the mobile version of Adobe Premiere for your phone. And it's kind of like a toned down version of Premiere. I do edit a lot of videos with Adobe Premiere just because it's got so many different features that you can use, but it is a lot more complicated and more technical. So I would try the one on your phone so that you can edit on the go. Um, I have also used Filmora and there is a phone app. I have not used the phone app one, but I looked into it for you guys and that's Filmora Go. So you may want to try that one as well. And then the last two I'm going to suggest are ones that I do use. I've used Spark which is a video editing app. It's a little bit different. Like it's not quite the same format as other ones, but I like it. Um, you just have to jump in there and try. Maybe maybe your brain works a little differently like mine and, and that one is more user-friendly to you. I like that you can just swipe over the video and it'll change the filter similar to how it does in Instagram. So if my client's like, no, I need a different filter on there, I just swipe and it throws it on there. It limits your options so it doesn't have a ton of different things to choose from, but I find that comforting because it's not overwhelming. You only have so many choices, so you got to work with what they have. And then the one that I edit in most often from my phone is actually InShot. And I really like that one because you can change the frames for, um, you know, the, the canvas, I believe they call it the canvas, um, which is basically your size. So you can make it a square, you can make it three by four, nine by 16 for whatever it is that you're editing. So definitely check those out. Um, and hopefully these tips will keep you guys focused while you're recording your videos. And I would love to get your feedback. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's any other topic on here that you want us to elaborate on a little bit more. And maybe we can find a guest to come speak to that or we can do another podcast. But those are the tips. So I hope to see your videos rolling out soon. Thanks so much. Remember to subscribe and we'll see you next time.